Hello and welcome to the second episode of the OK Cool Creative Podcast. My name is Brandon um, and today I wanted to talk about 10 ways I work on creativity. Um, it's uh, it been a long, like 2019 was a tough year um, for myself as far as uh, creativity wise um, and a lot of other things. Um, but these 10 things that I wrote down and wanted to talk about today are all things that kind of help me with uh, staying creative and sometimes are the things I forget to do. And uh, that's when I find myself falling into uh, creative slumps and just slumps in general in life. Um, yeah, I've been uh, battling a lot of uh, depression and um, uh, all that for a long time in my life. And I find myself when I do these uh these 10 things that I always tend to feel better. Um, and I'm a lot more creative and that helps a lot with the, the things that I would love to do, uh, in this lifetime, which is, you know, make movies and, uh, just enjoy life in general. Um, so let's, uh, get started with it. Um, I guess the reason why I'm talking about this stuff is, uh, well, uh, life's a little bit trying for everybody. Um, but I started reading these books for Christmas. I was gifted a book called, uh, keep going by Austin Cleon by, uh, my friend, Angela Vasquez. And I read that book up and I absolutely loved it. And then my girlfriend, Christina gave me the other two books he has, which are show your work and steal like an artist. Um, and these are two amazing books that, uh, Austin Cleon has written and they really just dive into his heart about what he enjoys and how his creative process works. Um, and I think it's a, I think they're really awesome books. So I definitely recommend those. So that is what kind of, um, uh, helps me along with, uh, coming up with these things. Um, so definitely if you're feeling in some kind of creative slump, you can definitely check out those books and they're pretty Dang helpful. And now my doggy is in here. Hi, Gracie. All right, let's get into it. So my first, um, one of the, these are in no particular order, by the way. Um, I kind of just wrote them down as I, uh, came up with them. Um, but yeah, again, these are the things that I noticed that helped me the most. Um, so I guess let's just start with number 10, uh, making coffee. Um, I think making coffee has been, I mean, coffee in general is, uh, just like a fun drink because you drink it, uh, and you start to feel more energy instantly. Um, well not instantly, you know, it takes a little bit of time and then you poop. And then, uh, uh, sometimes if you drink too much of it, it makes you anxious. But I think the actual process of making it for myself is, um, is fun. You know, I like to make pour overs. Um, and I think that there's a lot of other cool ways to make coffee. Um, like manually making coffee though, not just like putting a Keurig cup in, um, in the, your Keurig or using an espresso or just even using like a Mr. Coffee. Um, I think those are still awesome, great ways to make coffee, but it's also fun when you, you kind of, you get to grind your own beans and you get to measure things out and make it the exact way that you want it. Um, so like I said, I like to make a pour over coffee and, um, if you're ever with me in the morning or the afternoon or something, 
uh, sometimes I'll, uh, I offer to make them for you. So if you would ever uh, like that, you can always approach me and uh, maybe we can do it. Um, maybe we can make some coffee. But uh, I got this um, through uh, my friend Arturo, who's the one who showed me basically coffee in general, got me into coffee. He, um, My first cup of coffee was at James Coffee Company here in San Diego, um, an awesome coffee shop, still one of my favorites, um, has an awesome like brand and stuff, uh, but yeah, he kind of showed me my first coffee was a, uh, was a horchata latte, which was awesome. I still thought it just tasted like coffee the first time I had it though. Um, but after that, like I started drinking a few more like lattes here and there and then started drinking just black coffee, um, from a Keurig. Uh, then I realized there's like all these other ways to make coffee. And I started watching Peter McKinnon years ago on, on YouTube uh, if you're in like the filmmaking or photography world, you probably know who he is. He makes like awesome tutorials. He's a, he's really, a really cool guy from Canada. Um, but he always makes pour overs. And I was like, one day I was like, man, that's really cool. I want to try that. Um, so I've been making them for a little bit over a year now. And that's my favorite way to drink coffee. You know, you have like complete control of it, um, over how much water you put in the beans that you use, uh, just how you want to measure things out. You can make it as, as strong as you want. Um, but it's really that whole like process of like breaking down the steps, which helps me in a creative way. Um, because I don't know, you just, you get to, you, you get to measure out your own beans and then you have to grind them and then you've got to heat up your water. And then just the whole process of pouring the water over in like a circular motion. Um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun and it like really takes your focus off of other things because you kind of got to focus on making your coffee. And then at the end of it, you have like a nice product of uh, coffee or not so nice product. My her first like hundred pour overs I made were awful. Um, I used to make them with a tea kettle or with like just a regular kettle that I had at home. Uh, and then this year for Christmas, my girlfriend, Christina gave me a, uh, a gooseneck kettle. Um, so that was, uh, that has been a game changer. And has really helped my uh, my pour over my pour over game, um, but I notice in this just like following those steps, but also having like a little bit of creativity or like a little bit of my own um, like style to it is uh, it it really helps boost my creativity and it's just in like the smallest ways too. Not everything creative has to be like some giant blockbuster movie idea that you've come up with or some giant painting that's on the ceiling of the Vatican or something. Um, uh, we can do a lot of creative things and just like the little things that we do, like making coffee. So that's like an easy way for me to, to kind of get my, my, uh, juices flowing. And, uh, I make a little bit of coffee here and, um, I don't know, it just kind of gets me excited. I think maybe because I have that, um, connection with like the pour over coffee to Peter McKinnon stuff. Um, that it gets me like excited to make things. Uh, cause like I watch his, you know, you watch his videos and like, it makes you instantly want to go out and like take photos or make videos or do some kind of art in some way. Um, yeah. So that, uh, kind of pushes me into my next one. Number nine. Number nine is, uh, listen to the people that I look up to. Um, so, uh, this can be a lot of different things. You know, there's a lot of people 
that I'm sure you look up to and that I look up to. Um, and it can be anywhere from artists to, uh, your grandparents or your friends. Um, I think everybody equally has valid knowledge of creativity, um, and can, and can, you can be like divinely inspired the words of someone else. Um, even if they're someone who doesn't consider themselves a very creative person, I believe that, uh, everyone is creative and, um, we can, uh, get these influences from a lot of people that we talk to. Um, so for me, um, definitely get a lot of inspiration through, uh, through my friends, through my parents. They're all very like encouraging to me. Um, and I look up to all of them. Uh, but as far as like creative people that I listen to, um, I'm a huge fan of Seth Worley, uh, another guy I found on YouTube through, uh, uh, the YouTube channel film riot and he's not part of them, but he's friends with them. Um, and ever since I started like following him, uh, he just shows you this whole thing. Like he just shows you his process every time he releases like a short film. Yeah. So Seth Worley is a filmmaker. He also has a, a company called, um, uh, plot device. Um, and he works for red giant. Um, but he, uh, he's hilarious first of all like if you ever go watch his ads for any of his uh, like his uh, plot device ads they're so funny and he just like takes on this really cheesy personality um and makes everything looks like look like an old like cheesy commercial from the 80s uh or like an old um like full house kind of uh commercials it's hilarious so it's like really really funny um but i love that he just takes what he likes and just makes it I think that's something that I like, I think I, and I'm sure many other uh, people who are trying to make art and, and things like that struggle with is trying to like make the perfect thing um, and trying to make something for everybody else like that everybody else will like. Um, so that's why I get really inspired by other people like Seth Worley who are uh, out there just making what they like, you know, he released a new short film um, called darker colors. And it was, uh, it was really, really cool. Um, and I think he's going to make a, uh, try to make a feature film out of it. Uh, but before, like I was listening, like last year, I was like really excited for this short film to come out and it like didn't come out until this year, like uh, last month. But I heard a podcast with him and, uh, I want to say it was, uh, Ryan Conley from film, Riot. They were talking about the, the project and his thing was Seth Worley was like, well, He's like, a lot of people are going to see darker colors and they're going to say that just looks like stranger things. And his response to that is, well, that's awesome because I love stranger things. Um, and I think that is such a cool attitude to have, uh, for art because like make what you want. There's a song by the bare naked ladies called one, um, one week. And it's like that it's bam, one wings and you look to me at whatever that song. Um, that song, like always, every time I listen to it, it always kind of gives me some kind of, uh, like motivation for art because he says, what does he say? Like, like Kurosawa, I make bad, I make, um, mad films. Just kidding. I don't make films, but if I did, they'd have a samurai. I think that's like a super cool line too, because he's just saying that like, look, if I didn't make films is like, if I made films, I would make them how I want them and they would have a samurai. And I think that's really cool because Sometimes we love these like old samurai movies or we love star Wars, but we're too afraid to make things that are going to look like those 
So we just compromise and make something that we think other people will like because we think it's more original um, or something like that. Um, and in the book, Steal, Your, uh, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, um, he continuously, that the entire book is about like where you get your ideas from and, and how to use your ideas basically by like stealing and how there's no real original form of art because everything has already been done and everything has just been stolen from somebody who's stolen it from somebody who's stolen it from somebody who's stolen it from somebody. And it goes all the way down the line since the beginning of time. Um, and, uh, so I don't know. I think it's cool. We just need to kind of push that pride aside and, um, push that pride aside and just make what we want to make. And I think that's what I learned through people like Seth Worley or Austin Cleon or, um, other like directors like Ryan Johnson or Taika Waititi, um, who are people that I like. Um, yeah. So I think that it, it's, it's very important to look up those people that we look up to, um, and really take a deep dive into like the things that they say about art. You know, we, we can, we can follow like a lot of, we can follow a lot of people, but like really like find the people you like and, and take a deep dive into what their process is like. And I'm sure you're going to find very similar things. Um, or it's like, make what you want to make. Don't compromise. It's like, you can make something with the phone in your pocket. You're going to hear a bunch of stuff like that. But, uh, I don't know if you like somebody, it's a lot easier to connect with them. Um, so that brings me into number eight. All right. Number eight is to pray. Now, I am a Catholic. I um, am a struggling Catholic, you know, like every other Catholic there is. Uh, nobody's perfect. And, um, you know, we have to pray every day and we have to keep asking for forgiveness because every day we find some new way to fail. Um, but, uh, you know, as a, as a Catholic, I know that, that at the end of our lives, God will, will judge us by what's, what's on our heart, you know, by what's inside of our heart. So it's good to just keep picking up our cross every day. You know, we're going to fail, we're going to fall, um, and to get back up and pray. And even when we, we struggle with things like prayer, um, and by struggle, like my struggles with prayer is just sometimes I just don't pray, you know, uh, sometimes I just get too caught up in what's going on every day and I, I don't feel like it. And, um, I think that's, uh, that's, um, something that drives me away from creativity now, yeah, no, in my opinion, this is strictly my opinion, um, but I do think it's true, uh, even though it's my opinion, is that we cannot be inspired by other people. Inspiration only comes from God, but we can be influenced by other people. Um, now, what that means is that we can take influence from others, right? Like, like you can be influenced by other people's work. You can be influenced by the people around you, you know, like growing up, you're always talking about like, stay away from the kids that are bad influences and all that. Um, uh, cause you'll, you'll get in trouble. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I think that's like, that's the important thing to look at is that like, even, even on like social media and stuff, these people are called like influencers. They're not called like inspirations, you know, but I believe that we can all be inspired, but I believe that inspiration like strictly comes from God. You know, we can be inspired to do 
to make good things. You know, we can like our work can be inspired. You know, I can watch a movie that might be a completely secular movie. Um, but you can find those, like the little things that inspire you, um, to go do something good, uh, for someone else. Um, and I believe those inspirations always come from God. Um, but it can be harder to find those inspirations without prayer. Um, now of course they can still happen, um, and say you're, you've fallen away, um, from God, or maybe you don't even believe in God. Um, um, but I do think that, uh, these movies like, or art in general, um, can still inspire you, uh, even if you've fallen away or you don't believe or you're struggling like I constantly do. Um, uh, and those things can lead you down the path back to God. Um, and back into this life of prayer, um, and Thanksgiving for, um, you know, for the, the goodness and, and, uh, that God has given us. Um, so I believe prayer is so important for my own creativity, um, for myself. Like I said, these are 10 ways I work on creativity and prayers, uh, definitely, like I said, and these are in no particular order. Um, but prayer is very, um, important to me. You know, I can find that I'm not like divinely inspired for work, like for, for the work that I do, you know, like, uh, like, like writing films and, and things like that. Sometimes things can come from God, but a lot of times things just come from my head, which I think that are, uh, but I, I know that with my prayer and with my faith that I'm going to do things with a good conscience. Like I'm not going to make something that I wouldn't, um, like morally want to make. Like I'm only going to make things. And I think that's, that comes from, um, that comes from prayer, you know, and it comes from, from talking to God and understanding what it is that God would be happy with me making. Um, now I could also be completely wrong in all of this and God could hate everything that I make. And I might not know that. Um, but I do have a good understanding that with prayer that I will be making, um, that I will be led down the path to make good things. Um, so yeah, that's just me. Like I said, this is just one of the ways that I work on creativity. It doesn't have to be the right way for you. Um, but I do encourage everyone to pray. Um, and if you're a Catholic, pray the rosary and, um, yeah, try, uh, try and do that. Divine mercy chapel. Those are all good things to do. Uh, they're a little bit like monotonous or they, you know, they're repetitive. Um, but within that, those repetitions, that is when, that is when we can really focus on God. You know, it's like, we're getting rid of the, like we're getting rid of the other, uh, like any other, like random thoughts that are coming into our head, or maybe we will have random thoughts either way. Um, the repetition and focusing on God, um, helps me with my creativity personally. Um, all right. So that brings me into number seven. So number seven is to do chores. Um, and now my parents are probably going to laugh at this one. Um, cause maybe in their eyes, I don't do as many chores as they think that I should. Um, but even when I'm doing them, um, it's, uh, it's very helpful for my creativity. And this is another thing that, uh, Austin Cleon talks about in, I believe, steal like an artist. Um, about like how washing the dishes or folding laundry and all that stuff can be like, is very um, helpful for his helpful for his creativity. Yeah. So where he talks about like water, soap, wash, like it, those things are so easy to do 
that it like just really lets your mind free, you know? Um, and I believe that our subconscious does a lot of work in that, you know, if we're really like constantly trying to force ourselves to be creative or force ourselves to understand something for myself, that doesn't work for me. Like I was never the greatest student. I wasn't very good at like studying and sitting down and like reading a textbook or like sitting down and doing math problems or sitting down and trying to just memorize things. Um, that was just not the way I learned. And then honestly, like I've learned a lot more outside of high school, um, or outside of school in general, um, of like the things that I, I did listen to and hear in school. Like a lot of those things come back to me now when I'm just like washing the dishes or I'm just doing the laundry and then I get more interested in it then in that way. Um, and it's just because of like these, your the subconscious is allowed to work while you're, you're doing laundry, folding laundry or, um, making your bed and things like that. And it just allows your mind to wander and, and pick up the things that you have learned, um, so that it can, I don't know. It's, this sounds like it's not going anywhere, but it's, this is kind of just what works for me. Um, yeah, I think that it's, it's nice to allow yourself to, to be bored with those things. You know, you're still doing something your blood is still flowing. It's better than just laying on the couch and, and watching uh, a TV show or something uh, where you're kind of being spoon fed like something else, you know, and that stuff's all well and good. Um, but if you're looking for creativity, you know, that's when uh, it's time to get bored sometimes, you know, and allow yourself to be bored, allow yourself to do things that are going to bore you um, and allow your thoughts to wander and then talk about those with other people. Um, which I guess is moving into uh, my next segment here, or my next way. So way number f- six, sorry, six is um, talk with friends. Um, this is something that is extremely important to do um, for myself. Uh, because I learn a lot from the people around me. Um, and I, I think it really goes to, um, to show that listening is, is very important. Um, like I said, with school, you know, you might not always pick up everything right there in the moment, but then later on you can start to understand things. And like, I think everybody does that, you know, like you have a conversation with somebody and then, like two weeks later, you start thinking about the conversation. You either like cringe at what you said, or you start to think of something that you could have said instead. Um, and so that's why I think it's, it's so important to, to talk with friends. Um, and it's the most, like, it's also really important that you have a good group of friends that not only you can listen to and that trust you to talk to you. Um, but also a good group of people that, or one or two people or one person, that you can talk to, that you trust, um, that you can bounce ideas off of. Say you have an idea for a new, a new like photo series you want to take. Um, and you pitch it to your friend and like, you just start rattling off ideas, you know? Now here's a pro tip that I have for you. If somebody is doing that with you, never shut down their ideas. Because you shut down somebody's ideas, that's the easiest way for them to, one, not want to talk to you again. Um, and two, uh, that's an easy way for you to kill their creativity. Um, I think it's important that we don't shut people's ideas down. 
but we can elaborate on them. So say somebody says, I have this idea for this film. Uh, this guy is going to eat a remote control and then he's going to turn into a, refri a refrigerator. Um, and then your response could be like in your head, like, okay, that's super weird. Why would that ever happen? Um, but your response to them could be, yeah, your response, your response in your head could be, sorry, your response in your head could be, okay, that's super weird and doesn't make any sense. Um, but your response to them could easily be, wow, that's a cool idea. Why is it if you eat the remote control that they turn into a refrigerator though? What, what backs that up? Um, like why, like what, what is the meaning of that? And if they can come up with something or if they can come up with something, then it's like, oh, okay. It's one of those like smart refrigerators that uses a remote or something. Um, then it's like, okay, cool. Um, help them to find the justification for their meaning in things. And maybe say like if they can't find the justification for it, say something like, okay, well maybe if he's a remote, he turns into a television um, or something like that, you know, try and help them flesh out their ideas, but never tell them they're wrong for having an idea. You know, there's so many people that'll tell you that you're wrong for having ideas. Um, and when it's your own personal stuff, like, like that really sucks. Cause then you're not going to like, they're not going to be, they're not going to have that motivation to, to make anything anymore. They're just going to be stuck there just thinking about like why their ideas are stupid. They're not going to think about like using what's on their own mind. Um, so that's why it's good to, to talk with friends um, and help them come up with their own ideas and help them understand that their ideas are perfectly valid and that you can help them. Um, as long as we're talking creativity here and not like morally, like if your friend says he wants to go like eat people, you have to make sure you tell them, no, that's wrong. Don't do that. And then help them get help. Um, so yes, uh, number six was talk with friends. Uh, so now let's move on to number five. Uh, number five for myself is to draw. Um, I love to draw and I love to doodle and I love to do all of that stuff because I think it's just like very freeing. Um, it's a really easy way to get your ideas out there. And usually when I start to write something, um, I usually begin by drawing things and doodling. Um, so I think it's very important to always have like a little notebook and just like doodle whenever you can. Um, and it literally, like, I think a lot of people get really caught up in what they doodle and you shouldn't be caught up in what it is at all. Like just have an idea in your head and just start doing it. I see so many people like scribble things out because they're like, Oh, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Like, that's okay. Make things that aren't good. Like it's just a doodle. Like who cares? No one's going to judge you on your doodle. Um, doodles are all over the place and there's so many like artists out there that just doodle things that like don't follow any kind of artistic rules and they're still cool. And they're like staples to whoever that art that artist is, you know? Um, and not saying that everybody's going to go out and be like a famous artist or anything, but doodling is just a way to get things out of your head and like on a piece of paper. And I encourage you to doodle on paper. Um, 
or your arm or like something like physical, not just your phone. Uh, but if you have to doodle on your phone or something like do that, go ahead go for it. I think that drawing just like really helps myself express creativity in what I'm going after. Um, and it also helps me get a lot of bad ideas out of my head. Um, cause there are plenty of things that I've doodled that I'm like, well, I would never go make a movie out of this. I would never go do anything like that, but I'm glad I got it out of my head because now I can think about other things. Um, and that's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, just like making things. I made that, I made this short film called wish thief. Um, and it was just about this stupid idea that I had forever. Um, and I just really needed to make it so I could not have the idea anymore and I could just move on. Um, so I made it and like it fulfilled that desire to make that idea. And I no longer like, am like haunted by the idea of somebody getting their birthday wishes stolen. Um, so, and it all started, it literally all started with myself drawing a candle like five years ago, like a birthday candle five years ago. And like, I couldn't get the stupid idea out of my head. And so I finally just had to make it, but it was because I drew it and I got it there on paper. Um, so that was very, very helpful for me. Uh, so yeah, I encourage everyone to doodle, 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 doodle. Uh, so let's move on to number four. All right. So number four is to read. Um, reading is something that I'm not great at. And I always make jokes about like how I can't read, um, or how I'm just learning how to read. Um, and I think that's super like overused joke that a lot of people use, um, who just don't want to read. And that's kind of also my attitude, but I have noticed that reading has been very beneficial for me in the last few months with even just starting with these Austin Cleon books and then moving into, um, some other things and reading doesn't have to be like, Oh, I'm reading this novel. Like you don't have to go read like all these great scholars and, and things like that, but just reading random things, any kind, anytime like words have been put down, it has come from somebody's brain which had to create those ideas, you know, which, or had to take those ideas from somewhere else that were created. So it is like a very creative way of, um, exercising your creativity by reading other people's work. Um, go online and just read things or read the back of like anything. Um, if you buy, uh, if you buy like any, any kind of, mm, like snack food or something like that. There's always like funny little things like written on boxes and stuff, depending on where you buy it from. Or like, they always have like their explanation of something like, of like how their company was founded or like how they started and how they broke all these boundaries and why their stuff so much better than other people's. Um, and I just think that stuff's like really pretty funny and silly. So I like to read, uh, those things and eventually I'm going to graduate and I'm going to read some like, like thicker books. Um, and I'm going to, try and and get some real knowledgeable books into my head um but i think that uh reading is is really enjoyable for a lot of people um for me it's something i really need to work on but i have noticed that just reading in like little things here and there has really helped me with my creativity it's put new ideas in my head and allowed me to to think you know just that quiet task of just sitting there and and reading somebody else's words is uh, a time for, it's like a playground for your head, you know, it just gets to, to dance around and you, 
envision like little pictures and stuff and you envision like little pictures and stuff in your head. And, um, it's, it's, it's really fun. It can be, it can be a lot of fun. So for myself, that's just, uh, that's just something I'm working on, um, to work on my creativity. It's one of my 10 ways. Uh, so let's move on to number three. All right. Number three for myself is to shower. Um, okay. Well, I do shower some days. I don't shower some days. Okay. I don't, sometimes I get into things. I get into like moments where I don't shower every day. Sometimes I'm just busy and I get tired and I know I have to wake up early the next morning, so I will not shower. Um, but I do notice that sometimes when I'm in a creative slump, if I have not showered or if I go take a shower, it can refresh my body and refresh my mind and I will feel a lot more creative afterwards. I think there's a lot of different things that go into this, like um, just like that drowning sound of water, uh, like that helps a lot of people sleep and I think it kind of helps reset your brain. I don't have any science to back this up. Um, but for myself, I think just, I don't know, you know how you just get all those like weird thoughts in the shower or like, you just like really think about things in the shower. I think that's really beneficial for my own creativity because I don't know. I think it just, I think it just allows me to think about things, you know, and I have a lot of ideas and I'll get a lot of, uh, I'll get a lot of, um, motivation in the shower, um, to just, to make things. And I think sometimes I'm like the most motivated in the shower and I'm like, man, I need to get out of the shower. I need to go make something right now. Um, so I don't know the, the shower is very good. And I think it has everything to do with maybe the relaxation of it, the, um, the noise, the sound, and just like the idea of getting clean and like, it's like cleaning your body, but also like cleaning out your head from all of the, the things that you don't want in there. Um, and gives you that space to kind of detox your head, you know, get the, get the bad ideas out, get the good ideas out, get like the, the pain and panic out of your head. Um, uh, so I, I, I really think that is a really good way for myself to, I mean, I had the idea to even do this podcast in the shower and just talk about it. Um, talk about all this stuff by myself, which is not something I would have done before. Uh, cause I'm very extroverted and I, it's hard for me to do things on my own. Um, so this is, uh, this is very, um, uh, this is good. This is good for me. Um, so yeah, the shower. So the second way or the, yeah, the second number two, I don't know if I've been saying second and ordering them or two or however counting down, whatever it is. Um, but number two is playing sports. Now this is something for myself. Um, I grew up playing baseball, soccer, um, played football. Um, I played football in eighth grade. I used to skateboard until I snapped my femur in half. Um, uh, but it was always really good for me because it's different than exercise. Um, in a way where it's just like, you get to just compete and not think about stuff. Um, which for myself is good. And you get to just do things with other people. Um, which is also good because I'm very extroverted and it allows you to get just like dumb ideas out of your head, uh, and a bunch of, uh, other ideas out of your head. So like at work, um, I work for Catholic answers. I'm a video editor there. 
Um, and I was going through a really, really, I've been like, I'm recovering now, but I was going through a really, really, um, long span of, uh, depression. Um, and I've, and it like, it just really seemed impossible to get out of, but I, at work, we ended up starting a work softball league. And, uh, I, like, like I said, I played baseball. Um, I tried to play baseball in college. Um, I played in high school. I played for my dad's team, the San Diego gamers in high school. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with we Texas. We did all sorts of stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, I love baseball. It was just really stressful for me and I was not very good at it. I had the physicality for it. I just didn't have the mental capacity for it. Um, so like being able to play like a slow pitch in a slow pitch softball league, like a co-ed slow pitch softball league is really nice because I don't have to overthink it and I can just get out there and have a lot of fun. Um, and that's really important. It's just like the having fun. Um, and I noticed that when I'm, when I'm doing some kind of sport or something, uh, because we also play basketball on Wednesdays at lunch at, at work. And so that has been also a lot of fun for me because I did play basketball growing up too. And basketball has always been a lot of fun to play. And it's just like getting competitive, running up and down, like having a purpose for the the actions and stuff that you're doing. It's just, it's so fun and allows me to just get these ideas out of my head. And it really like encourages me to, to get more physical and to get to like, I don't know, focus on things that are outside of my everyday life, like video editing and the things that I have to put my energy into. Um, it's fun to be able to put my energy into something else. Um, and of course, like I want to be able to hit home runs and stuff. So like, I don't know. It's just, there's something fun about just playing sports for me that allows me to also express my creativity later on. And that's what a lot of these things are doing. That's what a lot of these ways, um, uh, that I work on creativity help me with, not just like, like, I'm not going to go write a, well, maybe I'll write a script about slow pitch softball. I have no idea, but I'm not going to go like write a movie about slow pitch softball. I'm going to, but what I am going to do is allow my mind to be freed up. And that's what a lot of these things do for myself is just clear my mind so that I can be as creative as possible. Um, and so not everything needs to be just like not, yeah, not everything needs to be the, like me learning new creative techniques and things like that. That stuff will come and I'll put the time into learning things. Um, but this, all of this has just been like, it's just helpful for me to clear my head, give myself some space so I can be creative later, um, which I really like, which brings me into number one. Um, and number one is very similar to number two. Number one is just exercise and like exercise is fantastic and everybody should everybody needs to exercise because you got to get the blood going in your body or else you're going to turn into a lump and i can 100 tell you that because i'm trying to lose weight now because i've gotten like 20 pounds overweight or 25 30 pounds overweight um by uh sitting and being depressed so it's it's good for me like i felt so much better since i started exercising more um and that includes like sports and, um, and going to the gym, my girlfriend and I started going to these, uh, these classes at choose fitness, shout out choose. Um, and, uh, like, it's just like these team training classes and they're tough. They're super hard. They're an hour long. Um, but I feel so good afterwards and I just get a really good sweat in and it like, it's nice because it like feels like, I don't know when you exercise, it's not like 
I don't know, people like will like bash on the treadmill and stuff, be like, yeah, well, you're not going anywhere. Like, I'd rather go run outside and like feel like I'm going somewhere and stuff like that. Um, and I would like to do that too. And like, that's nothing, nothing wrong with that, but it is nice to just like, I don't know, there's something nice about just working out and then feeling really sweaty and then getting on with your day. I don't know. To me, to me, I like it. It gets your blood going. Um, it's helping me lose some weight. Um, helping me just feel more motivated to get into other things in my life. Um, and it's cool cause it's kind of created like exercising has kind of created this whole trickle down effect, which moves all the way through these 10 ways of, um, working on creativity. It's really just helped me get motivated because when I sit around, and don't do anything like that's what kills me. And that's what throws me into funks is just not doing anything. Um, and then having that mindset go through that, like, while I'm not doing anything, that means I can't do anything. And that's a terrible mindset to have. And so I'm really, really working on that. Um, so I've kind of been, I'm kind of in a groove right now. So I've been going to the gym and working out and playing sports and showering and reading and talking with friends now more and, and drawing and doing my chores and praying a lot more. Um, and looking for the people that I look up to, to, uh, to talk to them and, um, and making coffee and, and stuff like that. So it's been really, really helpful. Um, and it's a cool trickle down effect for, from just exercising and enjoying my time. Now that's all the 10 ways that I work on creativity. Now, let me just end this by talking about one more tip. And that is don't turn to your phone or TV or computer for, to boost your creativity. Um, for myself, it's really dangerous, like on my soul, on, um, my creativity in general. Um, and just the way I communicate with other people. Uh, if you're bored and you turn to your phone or you turn to the television or you turn to your computer to like, just watch things and like do things like that. Like that is when it gets really dangerous because one, it will suck. It's like a time suck. You'll just lose all sense of time. Um, like you ever just like, <laughs> this is maybe just me. Um, but you ever like have to be somewhere and it's like, Oh, okay. I got to be there at 10 30. Right. I got to be there at 10 30. It's like 8 AM right now. No, oh, I got time. So you sit on your phone for like what seems like two minutes. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden it's like, you look up and it's like, 9 45 and it's like oh shoot it's gonna take me 30 minutes to get there and i have 15 minutes to shower get dressed brush my teeth and eat breakfast um yeah well i'm gonna have to not shower and not eat breakfast and then just get changed in the car <laughs> because i'm gonna watch one more youtube video um yeah that's when it gets really dangerous and that's when it starts to bring on things like like laziness and um like sloth and uh it starts to really like hurt you as a person because then you just feel like you're just always rushing for things. Um, so for myself, that's been really tough. Um, especially cause like these things are all around us and not saying they're not good tools and like watching YouTube's not a terrible thing for you and watching TV is not a terrible thing for you. Um, cause I'm so guilty of it just like everyone else, but we should, um, uh, find the time to do those things. Like my parents, I'm very lucky that my parents raised me, um, going through school 
um, I wasn't allowed to watch television or do play video games or do any of that stuff during the school week. Um, so that created a very strong discipline for myself, um, which I fail here from time to time now, um, of making sure I get my work done and making sure I do everything right, uh, before I can have any kind of relaxing time. So even now I still have that like PTSD of just watching thing, like only watching like TV on the weekends and stuff like that. I don't ever sit down and just watch the TV, like watch TV or watch movies and stuff throughout the week, just cause, um, that's just like, I don't know. It's just something that's been built into me. Um, so I encourage you to, uh, stay away from your phone and your computer and your TV when you're on, like, uh, when you're looking to get creative, because that stuff will totally kill your creativity. Uh, and not saying that you can't get inspired. Like I definitely have shows and stuff I watch and I watch, I watch my fair share of YouTube and, um, and, uh, yeah. And I, definitely yeah so all that's a like i love better call saul um that's like my favorite show on tv right now along with brooklyn 99 and the lego masters show those are like the things i watch and of course star wars the clone wars um which is all new right now um so i'm like really excited to watch tv um and all that uh, but you know i find my time for that if it's like before i'm gonna go to bed or something like sure yeah i'll sit down and watch the show um but yeah, just make sure you, uh, are prudent with that, with, uh, what you're doing. Um, yeah. So these have been my, um, 10 ways that I work on creativity. And then with my other tip of staying away from the technology, when you're looking, looking to get creative, 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 um, creative. Uh, all right. Well, we will see whenever the next episode comes out. I am not sure, um, but I hope you enjoyed and remember that everybody is creative and you are too. So have a good day. God bless you. Goodbye.